I want to give you some keys today. Mark chapter 11. We've been there for three weeks, for two weeks. And we're going to look at verse 24 and 25 today. Amen. Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11, verse 24. If you stand for the reading of God's word, if you can. Amen. Therefore, I say to you, all things, all things, right? For which you pray and ask. Two separate words. All right? Some people say, oh, it's the same words. Two separate words. Two separate words. Two different meanings. All right? So be careful when you're reading scripture. It doesn't mean that. He says, whatever things, he says, therefore, all things for which you pray and ask. I didn't know there was a difference. I thought asking was praying. I thought praying was praying. Uh Uh-uh. But it's not. He says, believe. Believe. That you have what? Received them. And they will be granted you. Here's the condition. Verse 25. Whenever you stand praying. Forgive. If you have anything against anyone, oh Lord, we're going to dig up some old wounds here. So that your father who is in heaven will also forgive you your transgressions. But if you do not forgive, neither will your father answer your prayer. I'm sorry, I didn't say that. Neither will your Father who's in heaven forgive your transgressions. I want to talk about this morning the keys to answered prayer. The keys to answered prayer. Overcoming doubt. Amen. Have you ever prayed and suggested to God all the ways... He can reasonably answer your prayer. (laughs) Perhaps you've thought of the perfect solution and then ask God to make it happen. It's amazing how we pray our answers to God rather than wait for God to answer our prayer. It's crazy. It's crazy how we do this. We somehow believe, amen, and then after now we're waiting on God, wondering why he hasn't answered your prayer the way that you asked him. If you've been in this place, amen, or this is the place that you're in right now, amen, know that you're not alone. (laughs) That's good news. Amen. All of us have experienced, amen, where our prayer seems to go unanswered. And we wonder, and we we sit back and we wonder if God can even hear us. In some cases, we may even feel distant from God. The important thing to remember is that God hasn't forgotten about you. God has not abandoned you. What seems impossible at times can cause us to point, amen, to point out in our lives, amen, or to get us to a point in our lives where we feel like we're helpless. For instance, a marriage where two people who love each other, but they just can't get along. They want to be together, but the pressure, the pride, the problems, and the pain will not allow them 
to see that they can work it out. I'm going somewhere. You're at a job that you want to leave, but you know that it will affect everything so you feel trapped and you feel that there's no way out. You are stuck in this impossible situation. It's crazy because when it comes down to overcoming difficulties, we know we should pray. But the question I have for you today is, why isn't God answering your prayer? How come, amen, why come you've been asking? And you've been, come on, I got a few people here. Come on, you've been asking? Listen, you, you're looking at everybody else and you're saying, man, look at them. Look, listen, I, I, what, what am I not praying? What? Come on, somebody. Things look like it's working out for them, but... Why is it not working out for me? Now, listen, I have a connection to God. I have a connection to God. I know how to get through to heaven. Amen. I know how to get to the throne room of heaven. But it just seems as if God is not answering my prayer. As we talked about this last week, I told you, and I want to say this to somebody here today. It's not, and, and you may want to write this down somewhere. It's not that God doesn't want to answer your prayer. Husband and wife always go, husband and wife say this all the time. But it's your approach. I would fix your dinner. Come on, somebody. Huh? I would do things that you never thought about before. Y'all ain't trying. Brother said, mmm. <laughs> I'm talking about husband and wife now. <laughs> Amen. But your approach, come on, somebody, your approach is off. Anybody ever, everybody ever get turned off by the approach? Come on, let me see. Amen. The approach wasn't right. Amen. And I believe that. I don't believe that God's not hearing you. I just believe that it's our approach. You see what I'm saying? We're approaching God with an entitlement mentality. That that you got to do this for me because I'm your child. And then you follow what I'm saying? And, and, and I'm just saying, I believe, saints, that you would get an answer if you change your approach. You see, what Jesus is asking us to do is to visualize. Last week, he wanted us to verbalize. Boy, I feel it. He wanted us to verbalize last week because he said, if you say to this mountain, approach. He didn't say yell at the mountain. When he saw the fig tree, all he says, uh, no one will ever eat from you again. That's it. <laughs> and it was cursed. He didn't have to raise his voice. Touch your neighbor and say approach. I believe it's approach. He said, just verbalize it. Now, this week, he wants us to visualize. I love the word vision. That's why we're the vision church. I love that word. I love that word. I don't like it. I love it. Because it's something about vision, right? That causes you to see beyond now. Amen. That's what vision is. It, it's not looking at the now, but it's looking beyond the now. Y'all with me? Watch this. Vision causes you to understand some things about your future. And some of us are not, watch this, we're praying, but we're not praying with future in mind, we're praying with now in mind. 
We just want enough to take care now. Y- y'all with me? That- that's why I asked you during offering time to pray to be a channel. That's visual. See, God, I don't, I don't want to just pay my rent this month. I want to have enough money to pay my rent for the whole year. That's vision. I'm talking about in one month. I want to be a channel so that I can visualize some things. I can see some things happen that, watch this, that, that, that seems impossible. And I'm talking to somebody here today. You're stuck. Matter of fact, you're giving up on prayer. That's where you are with prayer. Your prayer life is really just about, what's up, God? All right, I know this is what I'm supposed to do, so I'm just going to do it. But God wants us in our prayer time to visualize what we want. Oh, I wish I had somebody. You know where the richest place is? The cemetery, right? Why? Because a lot of people go there without living out their dreams and aspirations. And you follow what I'm saying? See, here's what I'm trying to get you to understand this morning. That uh, I would rather get what I, what I would like, I was going to say what I want, through prayer, amen, than through any other source. Because when you pray for it and it comes to pass, you'll keep it. You're not going to lose it that easily. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Last week I told you that in order to verbalize it, you have to pray for your faith in God to be strengthened. told you last week. told you you got to pray with boldness in your requests. told you that you got to pray with a pure heart. Got a pure heart when you pray. Pray that I told you that when you pray, you have to pray and not waver in your belief. But lastly, I told you, and this is how it's going to come to pass for you. You have to pray in His will. God, is this your will? And, and, and here's the thing: some people say, "Well, I don't understand God's will." Right? I don't know. I've been on this will thing for a while. You know what I mean? It's like, 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 how do I know what God's will is? Well, let me help you to know how to find that out. You renew your mind. You can't be thinking yesterday's thoughts and trying to live in God's will. Watch this. You know what we're doing? You know what we're doing from yesterday? We're worried about yesterday. And then we're worried about tomorrow. But he says each day has its own trouble. So don't you worry. But he says your heavenly father knows. I'm trying to help somebody some today. Uh, it's time for you to just time for you to stop praying about just your everyday needs. God's going to take care of you. Listen, you were worried that you were going to get evicted, but you're still there. That's wasted time. Watch this. But what if you were to start praying about future things? Oh, come on, help me somebody. Some of us don't know where we're going to be in five years. Shoot, some of us don't know where we're going to be next week. Some of us are not sure about our future, but I want to tell you something. If you can overcome worry, if you can overcome doubt this morning and start living purely by faith and saying, God, put me. Listen, why wouldn't God put you in his will? Why wouldn't God, watch this, why wouldn't God delight when you are in his will? It is his will. Amen. That you put aside some things. And one of the major things, saints, that we all struggle with, we struggle when we don't get an answer because we're so worried about things. Come on, help me somebody. See, he says, don't worry, your heavenly father knows. That's the key phrase 
of Matthew 8 that blesses me, he says, your heavenly father knows. That's, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't want, the other part is good, but when I read that, I remember I used to worry all the time. How many worry all the time? With a capital T. It's all caps, matter of fact. T-H-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-
Who am I relying on to get it? Me or God? Is that rich? I think that's rich. Tell your neighbor that's rich. Is that deep? I think that's deep. I've been praying, Lord, I, I can't I can't see myself doing hold on a minute. It ain't about me. It's not about me. So Jesus is trying to get his disciples because he knows they're about he's about to leave. They are about to be persecuted. He's about to hang on the cross, right? And in Mark, Mark is painting the picture that listen, what you're gonna need for the rest of your journey, because watch this. Uh, James was crucified. All the disciples died a horrible death except for John. Ain't that something? Not John the Baptist. We know it started with John the Baptist. Do you know John the Baptist was beheaded? That's Jesus' kinfolk. It's a cousin. (laughs) Cousin John. You understand what I'm saying? You know, and watch this. He got beheaded. Listen, can you imagine? Can you imagine following Jesus, right? And all you get is suffering. Come here, Paul. Come here, Paul. Paul says, see, I'm suffering, but I'm praying. Because I know that part of my suffering is me being in his will. Oh, let me help somebody. Uh, we live in a day today where the church is just telling us we're blessed and highly favored of God and we ain't going to go through nothing and they're not equipping us to handle anything. So when stuff happens, we all throw it off. We don't want to go back to church because they set us up for failure. We want to shout, 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 shout. And then when stuff starts falling apart, watch this, we don't even know how to make simple decisions. Because we're praying and we're waiting because pastors say, just pray it. No, I'm trying to give you some skills. Tell your neighbor, I need some skills to pay these bills. No. <laughs> it just fit. Yeah, it just fit. It just fit. It's fit. It fit. It fit. It fit. It fit. It fit. So, Jesus said, All right, let's go down. Jesus said, after he talked about verbalizing it, right? He says, whenever, I'm sorry, verse, verse 24, I'm sorry, verse 24. He says, now therefore, right? Now we know what the therefore is there for, right? He says, therefore, I say to you. Now watch this. Therefore, because believing prayer Taps into God's power. You with me? He says, therefore, I say to you, watch this, because believing prayer, because therefore is what's said before, because believing prayer taps into God's power to accomplish the humanly impossible. So if I were to say, what are the keys? The first key is this. And this seems very simple, but it's very difficult for some of us. You have to believe in the God that answers prayer. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Watch this, watch this, watch this. My question to you is this. How does one come to believe in prayer? Because they have prayed before. (laughs) And they have seen things happen. How many of you pray? I remember my daughters, when they first started to learn the concept of prayer. And, and, and then they prayed for something. Like, Daddy, it happened. I'm like, yeah, I ain't surprised. See, I didn't want to transfer my twisted view of prayer, you know, what I can do. I, because when a child prays, let me help you out, they're praying with pure heart. 
pure heart. And when they saw it happen, they're like, wow, daddy, this works. I'm like, yeah. You see what I'm saying? But the older they get, the more complicated life gets. And what Satan does, he wants us to forget what answers we got before. That's why you need a book. I call it a God book. And I put everything that I've asked for in that book. And every now and then when the season gets dry. Amen. When you're going through those dry seasons. You go back in that same book. And here's how you know if you're really grateful to God. So because when you're in the dry seasons, you're not throwing no tantrum. You know it's a waiting season. You know that God is going to answer eventually. But then you start looking at yourself. Remember what I said. God wants you to look at yourself right now. And the reason I'm not getting these answers is what does he want you to change? Are you seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness right now? And all these things will be added unto you. Here's the thing. There are stipulations and watch this and requirements that come along with blessings. It is. I wouldn't really call them stipulations. I would really call them requirements. Because he says, he says, if you seek first my kingdom... And all these things will be added unto you. You know what things he was talking about? Let me help somebody. Food, clothing, shelter, a new ride. Come on, a new wardrobe if you want that. Amen. I'm just saying some new, whatever you want. You know, some new wheels for your ride. You know what I mean? Whatever you need. You know what I mean? (laughs) Give it to you. But see, here's the thing. How can you ignore that you're not doing right and say you want to be blessed? Pastor, I'm high and blessed and highly favored the Lord. Now, a lady got me on that. I ain't going to tell you how she got me on that. I was just being nice. I was being nice that day. Amen. But anyways, when people, watch this. When people are dying, drugs are killing our kids, divorce is at an all-time high, and your life look like a mess, you have to remember this, that prayer is the only powerful agent that can change it. Seriously. I say to people all the time, do you believe in the God that you're praying to? You say, well, I don't know him. Well, the reason you don't know him because you don't read his Bible. The word, the word is how you get to know him. You can't, you can't just, poof, I know you. You need the spirit of God in you. So therefore, it begins with salvation. And then if you are a believer and you've fallen back, it's, it's watch this, it's repentance and then sanctification. And watch this, watch this, watch this. Sanctification, just in case you want to know, is that you walking around holy. It's a, it's a process by which you grow, but actually... It's not only a process, but it's, you ready for this? Ready for this? It's about proximity. How close are you getting to God? Tell your neighbor, I'm ready to get close to him. Listen, how many of you want to grow closer to him? How many of you want to really, really, listen, listen, I've been in my prayer closet, man. Let me tell you something. It's amazing when the presence of God just rests upon that prayer closet. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm in the presence of God right now. You know what I'm saying? That's how I felt this morning in worship, man. I, God is here right now. I thank you for his presence. The nearness of God puts so much peace in your heart. Yeah, we know we got a flat tie. Yeah, we know we got to change the alternator. We know we need a jump. We know we got stuff going on. But isn't it amazing when you come into his presence how all that stuff really don't matter? Because you know God's going to work it out anyhow. Come on, somebody. That he'll make a way out of no way. Amen. How can I stand on his promise and then doubt 
what his promise says. I've been young and I've been old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor their seed begging bread. I want to say this to somebody. You will never get over your financial problems when you don't realize that, watch this, that God is rich. And he owns everything. And it's not yours, it's his. You are just simply a manager because guess what he can do? He can take it from you and give it to somebody else to manage it. Isn't that something? How the mechanic got it, the dentist got it, the doctor got it, the amen. The casino got it, all that. Amen. Look what he says. <laughs> he says, therefore I say to you, all things. Now this is this is the thing, right? Some people want to get spiritual when they pray, right? Now I taught my girls this this summer. The acts. I taught them, oh, I'm sorry, cats. Confession. I taught them how to pray. How how to take their devotional life to another level, right? It's, I call it CATS, C-A-T-S. If you have that sheet of paper, it's on the back of that paper. There's an explanation back there. And, and, th- and when we got down to the point of supplication, they're like, Daddy, we can ask God for anything? I said, yeah. Shoot, I need a new iPhone. <laughs> I need some new Jordans. He said, are you sure? So this is what they said to me. They said, you sure we can ask for these things? I said, yeah, ask. Because when I look at the word, it says what, y'all? What does it say? What does it say, y'all? Come on, y'all, read with me. It says what? I'm getting to that. Don't go too fast. Don't go too fast. All things for which you pray... And what? Now, let me introduce you. Let me give you Greek in two minutes. Ready? So the word pray is prosikomai. 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 P-R-O-S-E-U-C-H-O-M-A-I. Prosikomai. Now watch this. I don't want to use Devin because he be I'll be having to throw him over. Watch, come here, hurt. Amen. I want you to stand right here, hurt. Stand like this. He said, Whatsoever things you pray, right? Whatsoever things you prosikomai. So the word pros means to come up against. Now you got to lean back on me now, Herod, because I'm going to fall up on you. <laughs> to rest on. Don't go nowhere, Herod. Don't go nowhere, Herod. I trust you, Herod. Now, now this is the exercise. This is the exercise. Watch this now. I'm praying, but I'm resting in the one. Watch this. That I believe. Is going to answer. Now watch this. Hurt. Stay right there, Hurt. I'm trusting you, Hurt. Oh, I wish I had some. See, what we do, just like, just like Hurt, Hurt's not sure if he can hold me up. But I have confidence in Hurt. Oh, I wish I had somebody. I got confidence in Hurt that Hurt's going to hold me up. You follow what I'm saying? I, I, I got confidence. So when I'm praying, watch this. I have the confidence that God is going to answer because I'm resting in somebody bigger, somebody more powerful than me. Now, if I was relying on herd to answer my prayer, you saw what would have happened, right? I don't think I can do that, Pastor. But the one thing you got to know is this, that the God you serve, come on somebody, the God you serve is powerful enough to answer because he can hold up anything that you throw at him. Do I have a witness today? Isn't he awesome? Isn't he great? Come on somebody. Watch this. He says whatsoever things you pray 
and ash. Now, watch this. The word ikomai means to wish. So I'm leaning on God for what I wish for. And then the word ask means to make the request. See, we've been jumbling it all up in prayer, but we ain't really been asking. We've been wishing we ain't been asking. I'm going to say it one more time. We've been wishing and we ain't been what? Asking. Because there's a difference. I can wish for it. And watch this. But what I'm leaning up against is so weak. I'm talking about my abilities. My strength. But I have never made my true request to God and say, God, this is what I really need. The stuff I've been praying, listen, the stuff I've been praying for is just a wish. But I need to ask. Make my request. So the next key, you have to relax after you pray. Stop it. Stop all that panicking. Stop all that nervousness. <laughs> Oftentimes we pray and we become overwhelmed with the anxious thoughts and we forget that it's already in God's hands. If you want answers prayer, you have to remain in the will of God so he can grant your, watch this, so he can grant your request, but he can reach you for your request. See, when you're in the wheel, he can reach you. When he's out, when you're out of the wheel, he has to. You, you see what he has to bump you back. Oh, I, I think he he got to put some pressure on you. He got to put some pain on you. He's got to allow some things because he's trying to get you back in his wheel so he can reach reach you for what you ask. Is that deep? Prosecomai. Prosecomai. Now watch this. He says, whatsoever things you pray and ask. Look what he says next. Now this is the part that really kind of messed me up a whole lot. Because I've stayed away from this passage because it's been so abused. Right? Look what he says next in the verse. Look what he says. He says, whatsoever things you ask for, right? Believe, whatsoever things you ask, right? Where am I? Okay. Right? He says, believe that you have what? How do you do that? How do you do that? Visualize. You can't speak that. You got to visualize that. So therefore, watch this. The mechanic comes. You take the car to the shop. Right? I tell you what it is. First thing in your mind, I ain't got it. Come on. See, I'm, I be trying to do stuff like this to test this principle. I'm not saying go make a debt. I'm not saying put it on a credit card. I'm saying I need you to do me a favor this week. I need you to do a project this week. I need you to try something. In whatever situation you're in, I want you to just try believing that you got it. This is what's going to cost. Do it. This is what's going to cost. Do it. And I want you to not, you ain't got to keep praying all day. 
But you got to believe that if you're in the will of God. See, some of us are scared to try this because we ain't in the will. But if you're seeking the, 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 the kingdom of God and his righteousness, you can do this. You got the power to do this. This ain't positive speak. This, listen, see, this ain't, this is not, this ain't Ebonics. Uh, this, this isn't really, no, I'm just saying. But seriously, this ain't magic. This is you growing in faith. All right, watch this. We need a million dollars. That's what we need right now. We need a million dollars. We're going to get two and a quarter, two, two, three acres. Building's already built. It's already ready. It's waiting for us. I don't want to take a loan. I'm visualizing this thing. I'm saying, God, it's your kingdom. See, I was setting you up all service about channeling because I want God to bless you with 10 million so you can pour in a million here. One person. I just need one. I just need one. Okay? I just need one with this kind of belief. With this kind of faith. With this kind of mindset. With this kind of mind. With this kind of heart. To say, God, I want to be that one. That's all we need. That's all we need, y'all, is a million. So you know what I've been doing lately? I'm visualizing. We got it. Matter of fact, I went in my checkbook and I wrote it out. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. I already wrote the check. I wrote 650 for this person. I wrote 210 for this person for the land. And I'm saying, we got it. Next point. Next key. Because I'm praying. I'm not wishing upon a star. You know what I mean? I ain't doing none of that kind of stuff. I'm praying to the God of the universe. I'm leaning. I ain't leaning on herd. Come on, herd. Let me see. Let me try one more time, herd. Let me see. let me see if we can do this, herd. Come on now, turn around, herd. Let me see. Now, herd, don't don't. don't. I'm leaning on herd. But see, with God, He stands straight up. Now, lean on me, herd. Come on, herd. What you doing? See, that's how God do. He said he'd give me feet like hind's feet. I'm saying, he said he'd give me feet like hind's feet. If I wait on him. Habakkuk said, yet they that wait upon the Lord. He says he'll give them feet like hind's feet so that they can walk those cliffs. See, and that's what we need. We need that kind of faith, that kind of power in our prayer. I didn't just call prayer. God called prayer. And if you were here Friday, you would have experienced something that was miraculous. God is setting the stage so that when he does bless it. Oh, my gosh. Listen, I, I'm, listen, listen, listen. I, you know what I did yesterday? I said, Lord, I get it. I thank you for making me feel helpless so I can't do nothing. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for making me feel this way. No, thank you for putting me in this situation where I, where I know I'm helpless. Not I feel, I know. Because I'm going to show the world how powerful our God is. Let me say this. This is not for everybody. It's for the unbeliever. It's for those who used to be part of this church. Come on, somebody. It's for those who used to be close to me. It's for those, hallelujah, who were here but they backed off. It's for them to see that this is real. 
don't want to be the only one that wins. I want you to win. Because when you win, we all win. What's wrong with that? Why is it only one person winning? We all win. So what did I say you got to do? What's the next? Give me the next key. You have to believe you already have what you prayed for. I got it. The guy told me yesterday, Pastor, this is what's going to be. Da, 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 to fix the car. I said, do it. My wife looked at me. My mom was there. They looked at me like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then when I went inside, I said, yo, I don't even know what I'm going to And y'all want to know what I did this morning? What I did this morning? I sowed a seed on what I'm going to get by Friday to get my work done in my baby's car. I don't think you heard what I'm saying. I took a seed from my savings. I said, I'm going to go sow this seed this morning. Drove 50 minutes to go do it. And I sowed a seed. See, saints, I'm trying to tell y'all something. We're going to another level, but you got to get involved with this stuff and realize this. This is this right here is violence. That represents violence. But this represents peace. When you open your hands to God, when you release what little you have, he can multiply. Watch this. I believe it. I believe we already got it. I believe it's already done. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Here's the thing. It's all about preparation, pre-planning, and then possession. I just said it. Preparation, pre-planning, and what? Possessing. It's a sure thing after you've prayed about it. Listen, I want you to start treating your prayer life as holy. Stop stop doing this little God. No, it's holy. The moment you say father, he looks in your direction. What do you need? That's how cool God is. Father, I'm saying my daughter calls me from college on FaceTime. Sometimes I decline. But when my when I call my daddy, I said, Daddy, he said, Yeah, what's up? Y'all ain't trying to hear me. I'll be playing with her though. She called me back like five times later. Amen. Amen. All right, watch. And then I answer. Oh, she called her mama. Watch it, watch it, watch it. He says, believe that you have received them and they will be what? Oh, I wish I could pray like that. Pre-planning. I'm sorry, preparation. Pre-planning. Possession. Now watch this. He says that you, that they will be what? Granted you. What is God saying? Here's the next key, y'all. Some of us have low expectation of God. You want to know why? Because it's happening when you want it. He knew, he knew if he gave you that money then, you would have went on a cruise. <laughs> you, you, you would have found a good deal at Macy's. You, come on, somebody. He knew. He knew. See, this is why I believe in financial management and managing money because if you manage your money, watch this, and you you give it a name, right? Watch this. What he'll do is he'll bless that envelope to go to Macy's. But if you don't have an envelope for God, then you're in trouble. God first in finance. But watch this. You have to have an expectation. What are you praying for today? 
What have you, what, no, 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 no. What have you been praying for? I want a husband. Uh oh. My expectations pass a little high. All right, that's cool. That's all good. I listened to y'all single women yesterday on the panel. I listened to all that. I ain't going to comment on it, but I'm saying I listened to all that. Okay? And you say you waiting and all this other stuff. And yeah, I'm praying and all this other stuff. But your expectation, you have already been granted it. What's the hold up? Is it you? Oh, I got a high expectation. No, you jacked up. You still got some, you still got some stuff. You still mean at times. You see what I'm saying? You still moody. You're still independent and you, you, you follow what I'm saying? And you have to learn servitude so that you know how to serve your man when you get a man. Y'all don't want me to get in on that single stuff. And when you learn servitude, then God will grant you what's already yours. And here's the thing. Watch this now. He's already picked out. So what's the hold up? What's, what's the hold up? Listen, you, you, you think it's your money. You got to get ready for it. It's our money. You ain't ready for that. You got, you got to get ready that he going to be on the 401k paperwork. Amen. Amen. You got to get ready for all that. He ain't just going to come and pay bills. Not no man I'm going to put your way. Shoot. I'm training men, y'all. I'm going to train me up some men. And y'all going to stay married. Y'all ain't going to get divorced. Y'all going to stay married. And when we got problems, we're going to go back in that back office. We're going to sit down. We're going to hash it out. We're going to talk about it. You cuss. You can do all that. But guess what? Y'all leaving out there with a smile on your face. Because God hates divorce. So we're going to work it out. You picked him up, boo. When I told you to leave that alone, you didn't want to. So guess what? Now you got now you stuck with it. And he ain't your project. It's crazy how women think they got it together. You know what I mean? Let me get in on y'all for a minute. Oh, he's not on my level. He ain't on your level, huh? Okay, you want a praying man. And from the time he get involved in church, there you go. What you doing in the church? You always with the pastor. Sure, we don't spend no time together. But you wanted a godly man. Let me help you. If you want a godly man, he going to be right here serving. I'm just saying. He going to be following his pastor. And guess what? I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't go out to nightclubs. I don't go to strip clubs. We going to be chilling. But you can't take it. Oh, he's at the church. What the you doing? Church. Church. That's what you asked for. And it's crazy how it happens. You ask for that, and then, watch this, and then, let me get it on the men, then, when she start growing, there you go. Where you at? She beating you to church. She's asking, what the heck is wrong with you? You brought me to the church. I ain't going today. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. What kind of example are you? I thought you were a man of God. You shoot. You, boy, hey. Kingdom man. See, we don't, we, we ask for stuff and when we get it. 
Listen, if a man, if a man is going to serve God, he's going to serve God. You got to let him serve God. And men, let me tell you something. Don't let your wife outdo you. You the lead. You the man. You the lead. You the king. Man, listen. I watched Bruce and Crystal right now. They just started serving God. Give them a hand. They just started serving God together. Husband and wife. One is a greeter, one is a usher. Baby, we go in the same place. Right? I, six months later, I ain't going today. That's a, I ain't going to do. <laughs> what you mean you ain't going there? We were happy six months left. So do you really want a kingdom man? Do you really want a kingdom woman? Women are stronger anyways than God. But when the man step up, it just seemed like the devil just gets to being busy, you know. And then what? Let me let me tell you how you let me how you tell you how you change that man. Women, check your behavior. Check it. You can't win him by nagging him. You can't you can't win him by nagging him. All right. You can't win him by nagging him. Here's a word for you. Gentle and quiet spirit. Take that and work on that for the rest of the week. And husbands. Here's the deeper indictment. The deeper indictment. We're in the middle of doing something great. Right? I'm talking about husband and wife. We're in the middle of getting ready to do some big things. But uh, you ain't doing what you're supposed to be doing. So guess what's up with you? Your prayers are being hindered. So you can pray all you want. And when stuff starts falling apart, it's your fault. So you can tell her all day long, you need to be submissive. No, she's going to tell you, you need to go learn how to pray. We, you got to get it right with me so we can get some answers up in here because we need a breakthrough. We need a breakthrough in this marriage. We need a breakthrough for the big things that we're getting ready to purchase. The big things we're getting ready to do in our lives. Come on and help me somebody. Listen, listen. I didn't even know how I got here, but it's the Spirit of God. Brothers, if you don't treat your wife a certain way, your prayers are hindered. Your prayers are hindered. I'm not getting up. Now watch this. Watch this now. Prayers will not be answered for several reasons. Number one, motive. Okay? Number two, belief. And number three, you ain't treating your wife right. And you wonder why we ain't made no movements yet? Because your prayer life is hindered. Because of the way you treat your wife. That's deep, man. I got to keep short accounts with Sister Hunt. And we got issues. But I make sure... uh, (laughs) Listen. Listen, y'all. Listen. You know, sometimes it's hard. I ain't gonna lie to you as a man. All right, baby. You know, we getting something and then I call like three minutes later. What you want? Because I keep that in my mind because I'm praying, I'm, I'm praying for some big stuff. And what Satan does, he causes that riff. I'm talking about prayer. He causes that riff so it won't happen. So I'd be like, how you doing? <laughs> what you want? 
Oh, no, no, no. She answered, yeah. No, 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 no. She said, yeah. The other day, I called. I said, could, could you come meet me down here? I guess. <laughs> and I'm like, Lord, please forgive me for talking to my wife like that, Lord. Because we were in the middle of a major situation and the devil stepped in to hinder my prayer life. Because the God I serve is getting ready to deliver what we're asking. So don't you know that Satan got strategies to stop your prayer? Man, let me sit down, y'all. Verse 25, last one. And we go home. Back to the word. You know it. We can have all that fun. We got to get back to work. Watch what he said. For 25. And whenever. I'm going to deal with this right quick. Okay. Whenever you stand praying. You ready? I guess that's why I went in on that. Forgive. If you have what? If you have what? Huh? Stop. Read slow. If you have what? Stop. If you have what? If you have what? Come on, let's say it. If you have what? Size doesn't matter. It could have been a little riff. It could have been your boss. It could have been a man that told Booth you just cursed out. He says, if you have anything against what? Anyone. Watch what he says. Why? Notice the context. You know why some of my prayers are not being answered? Because I'm carrying around a whole lot of stuff in me. I'm ignoring the people that I hurt. And I got a picture of myself that's self-righteous and I think that I got it together. And then I go and pray and I think God's And that's why he ain't got no answer yet. Watch this. He says when you stand praying, key word, forgive. In the context of prayer, I want you to think about right this second now. Right this second. Some of you have been abused. Some of you have been scarred by people. Some of us got some deep hurt from our parents. And we're holding on to it. And we're ready to do big things. Today, you got to release them. Not just so that your prayer will be forgiven. Because you need to be forgiven. That's what the text says. So the last key is this. You have to examine what people problems are hindering your prayer. What people problems are hindering your prayer. Watch this. Remember I said earlier, it's the approach. 
I'm trying to ask God for a life-changing situation in my life. But I got all this hate, all this resentment, all of this hurt. Listen, God's not going to put better things in your life as a hurt person. You want to know why? Because if he gives it to you, you're going to be like, see, I told you I'd make it. See, I told you I wouldn't amount to something. You may have destroyed me, but guess what? I rose to the top. That ain't why he want to bless you. He wants you to learn the power of forgiveness. And if you don't release you will not be forgiven because you had a part to play in it. And so I close now by saying this. It's time to get real with you. Who do you need to forgive this morning so that your prayers can be answered?